Welcome to sermons from St. Paul's Lutheran Church of Minot, North Dakota. St. Paul's is anchored in the message of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins, for the church and for the world. The following sermon is from Rev. Dr. Matthew Richard. In the name of Jesus, amen. It's very important, it's very important right now that we hear what Jesus has to say to us. Listen to what Jesus says about Carolyn in our gospel reading again. The time is coming that after Carolyn is buried that she will hear my voice and will come forth unto the resurrection. That's good to hear. Yes, my friends, you see, the voice of Jesus is very powerful. Jesus' voice has the authority and the muscle, if you will, to summon Carolyn out of the grave and back to life, physical life. Yes, physical life. Now, we must admit, though, right now and right here, that death has a way of destroying all of us. It's very painful, and that is a terrible thing. Death is indeed very, very terrible. Death, it puts us in the ground. It causes, yes, our bodies to be turned to ashes. It puts us six feet under. It stings. It causes grief. It makes us cry. It hurts our souls. It separates us from our loved ones. And yet, and yet, death does not have the final word. Death does not have the final word. It does not have the final word for you, or for me, or for our sister Carolyn. Jesus says that after death stings us and buries us, well, that he will have the last word. Our Christ will have the last word. Indeed, Jesus will speak to us in our dead graves, and get this, our dead ears will hear Jesus. We will hear Jesus' powerful voice, and we will obey the voice of Jesus. Death will let go of us, and we will come out of our graves with full life. And so today, during our grief, listen to the voice of Jesus. Yes, hear right now. Hear with your ears, hear right now with your ears that death is not the end of our blessed Carolyn, contrary to all of appearances. Now, speaking of death and the voice of Jesus, consider for a moment the story in the Bible about Lazarus. Yes, a couple chapters later in the Gospel of John, after our text that we read today, we hear about a man named Lazarus, a situation much like Carolyn's today. This man named Lazarus, he had died, and so his loved ones were filled with many tears. And after the many tears that they had, well, they wrapped Lazarus in burial strips and they placed him in a tomb. Indeed, they said their goodbyes. They cried many tears. The pain was deep. It sunk deeply into their souls. And yet, that one day, Jesus approached the tomb of Lazarus. And Jesus... 
He did not have a smile full of glee on his face. No, instead, Jesus had tears running on his cheeks, too, as well. He had tears. But he did not only have tears. Jesus also was very angry. Yes, Jesus was angry about death and what death had done to his friend Lazarus. And so, with a tear in his eye and a bit of angry grit in his jaw, Jesus did the same thing that he will do for Carolyn on the last day. He shouted and he said, Lazarus, come out. And just like that, Lazarus came out, wrapped from head to toe with linen cloths and a kerchief over his face, but yet alive. And then Jesus, he told everyone, unwrap him and let him loose. Now, I'm not quite sure if Carolyn was a dancer or not. I know that I am certainly not a dancer. But I do know this for certainty. I do know that on that great last day, Carolyn will most likely dance a jig. <laughs> she sure will. Indeed, she will most likely giggle and dance as she is let loose from the grave. And you and me, we will likely dance and giggle as well. You see, Elsewhere in the Bible, we hear all about this in the Bible, elsewhere in the Bible, in the great last day, that great last day, at that great resurrection, it's described as a time when we will be let out like a calf, leaping out of our stalls, be like a time when a prisoner is jumping out of a confined jail cell under freedom. Now, please understand how incredible this is even though it would be profound to see a Stoic German dancing, right? It is even more profound that we'll burst forth from the circumstances of death, from the clutches of death itself. You see, the jaws of death will not confine us forever. The grave will not be able to hold us down. The voice of Jesus is stronger than death. Death will have to obey the voice of Christ. Death and the grave will have to let loose. And Carolyn will hear the voice of Jesus. And just like that, in the twinkling of an eye, Carolyn will be let loose. She will come forth out of the grave to newness of life. She will giggle, perhaps even do that jig. She will bubble with joy because she will be free from death forever. And at that last great day, we finally hear in our gospel reading, we hear that after we have been called forth out of this grave unto life, that Carolyn will stand before judgment. Now, just hearing that word judgment itself can be a bit uncomfortable for us. For who of us likes the idea of being judged? Indeed, the idea of being judged for the things that we have said and the things that we have thought and done is greatly concerning. It should be. Hear, hear this quite clearly. At that great judgment, Carolyn will not have a face of fear. She will not have a face of worry. She will not even have a frown or any wrinkles of concern. Instead, she will have a smile. The reason is, the judge is none other than Christ. And Jesus? Well, our Christ he has already judged Carolyn's sin on the cross and declared her to be forgiven of all of her sins. And so that great last day for Carolyn, for you, and for me, 
all the fellow baptized. It is not a day of dread. It is not a day of fear, a day of rejection, a day of looking over our shoulder, wondering what's going to happen. For our judge is none other than Christ. And Christ, yes, Christ, he's the friend of sinners. He's the one who forgives. He's the one who cleanses, who washes us of the guilt of sin. Hear this loud and clear. Jesus will not be able to condemn you. He will not be able to condemn me. And he especially will not be able to condemn Carolyn because he is our Redeemer. He is our Redeemer and the one who forgives all of our sins. How can he judge Carolyn guilty for her sins that he himself has already forgiven? He can't. And that is good news. Glorious news. And so at that great last day with Carolyn, and because of the great sacrifice, the great power of Christ Jesus, we will all hear those words loud and clear. Come out of your graves, dear children. Inherit the kingdom that is prepared for you as a gift. Well done, good and faithful friends. It is my joy to give you life, to give you eternity, and give you hope and joy. Friends and relatives of Carolyn, do not be surprised, but I have assurance this day that the dead in Christ will rise again. That is most certainly true. And as they rise, they rise to victory. They rise to life. They rise to hope. They rise to assurance. And the same is true for you in Christ Jesus. Yes, let us grieve. Let us grieve the death of Carolyn deeply today. But let us even more at the same time, in the midst of our grief, let us cling to the hope of the resurrection where we will see our dear sister yet again and perhaps dance a jig and giggle with her together. In the name of Jesus, amen. strong word bespeaks us righteous bright with thine own holiness thank you for listening to today's podcast sermon you can access a full manuscript of today's sermon from pastor matthew richard's blog at www.pastormatrichard.org or visit saint paul's website at www.saintpaulsminot.org The Lord bless and keep you.